Welcome to It's a Single Mom Thing podcast. This is April McKnight here with you today. They say it takes a village, especially for single moms. Let's do this together. Recording by April McKnight, building a family team. Imagine you were invited to go to a baseball game. You're cheering for your friend's team because she's a loyal fan and you don't have a team in the game. The time comes for the team to run out on the field at the start of the game. Only one guy emerges for your team. He's dressed in a uniform, waving his arms in the air to excite the crowd. You're waiting to cheer for the rest of the team, but they never come. Where's the rest of the team, you ask your friend? Oh, this is the team. It's just that one guy. Wait, what? One guy isn't an entire team. One guy can't win the game. This has to be a joke. No joke. One guy thinks he can handle all the positions. This cannot be good. Why does it make sense that in baseball, you cannot have a team of one, but when it comes to our family, we think it's normal for one person to carry the entire team? Many single moms are trying to win the game of life as a team of one, and it's leading to disastrous outcomes. You can't be everything to everyone and expect to win at anything. Families are like a team. Each individual family member brings skills, personality, and a designated role to contribute to the whole. Each player needs to work together, learning from past history and setting future-focused goals to ultimately be victorious. Stepping up to the leader plate. Although the players are in the spotlight, the team will never be cohesive and successful without an established, confident coach and team leader. Choose your leader. That's you. The family leader keeps the family on the right path, anticipates needs, and inspires the strategy that the team will take to advance successfully. The leader requires wisdom. All the family members can be involved in creating family plans, problem-solving, and decision-making, but there needs to be a clear hierarchy. There are certain topics and circumstances children don't need to know about and decisions they don't need to be involved in making. However, there is plenty of room for their input in many ways. Just be sure not to let the leadership lines get blurred. When your children are with you, it should be clear to them who holds the power. Again, that's you. Know your team. To be a successful coach and leader, you need to know your team. Each person has a particular strength and weakness they bring to the family. Positioning your children and your extended family in the right roles is essential. To say, get to know your teammates, may come across as insulting. I know my kids, you might think to yourself. Of course you do, but maybe you've never considered how their gifts fit into your family team. Take out your notebook and pen. Write down each member of your team and include everyone who could play a significant role in helping you win or lose. Here's an example. Daughter, Christina. Daughter, Erica. Son, Mikey. Grandma, Judith. Grandpa, John. Aunt Susan. Aunt Beth. Uncle Todd. And friend, Sandy. Now that you've established who's on your team, take time to brainstorm about each person. Give each one of your team members his or her own page in your notebook. Begin to write about their talents, their strengths, likes, and what they have to offer. Then write their weaknesses, dislikes, and what they need in order to feel loved, confident, and appreciated. Here's another example. Christina. Talents, strengths, likes, and offerings. Loves animals. Has the gift of compassion. Awesome singer and artist. 
is funny and makes us laugh, enjoys cooking and being creative, likes serving others but doesn't like to be told what to do, good with little kids, favorite color is yellow, is motivated by compliments. Weaknesses, dislikes, and needs. Messy, doesn't clean up after herself, doesn't like to be told what to do, needs help with her homework, needs one-on-one time with adults. This will take some time to do for each person, but it's worth it. Carry your notebook with you and make notes on your lunch break at work or when you're sitting at a red light in your car. Let it take all the time you need to take, just so you finish it. It is impossible to know what your team needs or how to help them succeed if you aren't considering the full picture of who they are. Make a conscious effort to get to know your family members. Learn what they like and don't like. Better understand their strengths and weaknesses. If your mom helps you with babysitting, make sure you're considering what she brings to the team, besides just helping in a pinch, and also what she needs to keep playing her best game for you. You won't know who you're playing with until you get to know them and think about what role they could play to support the family. It is only then that you can use everyone's strengths in the best way possible. Make your playbook. Once you've completed Know Your Team section, start putting some strategies in place. How is each person capable of contributing to the team? In the example we shared, Christina could immediately be signed to feeding the dog because she likes animals helping with younger siblings because she's good with children, or preparing meals because she likes to cook. Consider how to motivate her. She's creative and she loves serving others. So maybe you suggest she spends time after school crafting a menu for that night's dinner. Each family member can order and she can serve them as if she's the waitress. Sure, Mom, this may feel like extra work, but it fills Christina up with confidence and allows her to be a contributing member of the team. If you can tap into her strengths, she will enjoy her position and not see it as your attempt to boss her around. Good leaders inspire their team members. Christina will feel inspired if you use her strengths to complement the team. At the same time, she's going to need to grow in the area of cleanliness. Check your team members. Is there anyone who enjoys cleaning counters or sweeping up the floors? If so, that's your go-to person for the after-dinner cleanup duty. Look at the other strengths and needs. How can you make their role rewarding? Turn on music? Turn it into a game? Create a checklist on a laminated sheet so they can use a dry erase marker to cross off each task as they do it. Whatever makes that player feel good about their position, do that. Be sure that everyone's positions are clearly defined and the expectations and consequences are well understood. Clearly defining everyone's position on the team will prevent frustration and confusion. When expectations are clear and concise, there's a greater level of satisfaction. Add on consideration for how to meet your team members' needs and make them feel valued, and you'll have your family going the extra mile to contribute to the team's success. It's not time quite yet to make any announcements to the team. The coach doesn't go into a team meeting without a playbook in hand. Go through your notebook and write jobs or positions for each person to fill. Include rewards and special ways you can approach those jobs with them. Avoid assigning a team member to play a position that doesn't showcase their gifts and talents. There will be a time in the future to work on growing new skills. But if you start with the skills they already have, they will experience success and begin to have a desire to grow in new ways. The power of teamwork. Teamwork is essential. 
Operating as a family team will demonstrate that you can all work together toward a shared purpose and common goal. Once you've completed the course, hashtag goals, revisit your know your team section and consider how each person on your team can help you achieve your goal. Some benefits. Teamwork allows each member of the team to highlight their valued skills in complementary roles and in cooperation with each other. Teamwork not only allows the family to perform well together, but it also makes life work more efficiently and spreads the responsibilities out among multiple people. Teamwork creates synergy, where the combined effort of a team is greater than the sum of individual efforts. Teamwork means collaboration, which now includes room for conversation with your family team members. As the team leader, you want to consider your team members' individual perspectives, experiences, and skills to solve complex problems, creating new solutions, and generating new ideas that you may not have considered. Teamwork isn't just good for the whole. It also benefits the individuals. It enables mutual support and learning and can generate a sense of belonging and commitment. Is teamwork worth it? It's easy to see how a team is essential for a sport like baseball. Thinking of winning with only one player seems obviously ridiculous. However, there are high stakes in our lives and times when we'll feel like we don't need a team. The challenges are too great. The payoff is too high. As a single mom in particular, you may begin to feel like your team is too much work or you would do better just to go back to relying on the one person you know you can count on, yourself. You might be thinking, some sports are individual sports, right? I mean, I'm a strong, brave, empowered woman. Maybe I don't need anyone else. After all, I'm not actually running the bases toward a home run here. If motherhood feels less like baseball and more like climbing an impossible mountain, we want you to know having a family team is still vital. You can't climb this mountain alone. Well, you can, but you may not make it. Winning is about more than receiving a family trophy or gaining bragging rights around your other mom friends. Winning is about saving each other in ways only a family can. Surviving and thriving require powerful partnerships and planning. You shouldn't do this alone, Mom. Here's a story of how teamwork saves lives. But before you read it, take a moment to jot down in your notebook a circumstance in your life right now that feels like a huge mountain in front of you. Once you've done that, move on to the story. Surviving the Mountain As the Earth's highest mountain, Mount Everest is a beast that not many have conquered. To climb it from base to peak is over five miles of ascent, with the ridge taking a slight dip before rising abruptly in a rocky spur some 40 feet high just before the true summit. The air is thin, the conditions are treacherous, and the weather needs to be exact. In 1953, something special happened. A massive expedition took place on Everest. It took 350 porters, 20 Sherpa mountain guides, and tons of supplies to support a vanguard of only 10 climbers. Of the 10 climbers, only the fittest two would be chosen to attempt the summit. Those two were Ed Hillary and Tenzing Norgay. On May 29th of that year, these men would become the first people to stand atop the world's highest mountain. They did it in a powerful partnership. Using the support of the entire team who transversed the mountain face with them, their final ascent went from impossible to possible. Conversely, the movie Into Thin Air reenacts the disastrous events that took place during a Mount Everest climb in 1996. John Krakauer, the author of the book and true story Into Thin Air, 
is a seasoned mountaineer who was on the fateful climbing expedition where eight people were caught in a blizzard and died during their summit attempts. In 1996, a total of 15 people died trying to reach the summit, making it the deadliest year in Mount Everest history until more recently when this number was sadly surpassed. Most of the people who died in 1996 made mistakes that could have been avoided. Many didn't use their powerful partnerships because they lost track of the importance of teamwork. They pushed ahead to go it alone. In a recent interview, Krakauer said his experience at Mount Everest was the biggest regret of his life. Now look back at what you wrote about the mountain you feel in front of you. What's your Mount Everest? You can't summit that mountain alone. You need powerful partnerships. You need your family team. Let's answer these questions before we continue. You may think your children will only hold you back, but consider that maybe that is their gift to you right now. Maybe you need to be held back for a season. Maybe you need more team training. Can you see any benefits to waiting before you start to climb that mountain in front of you? How can your current support system keep you tethered and safe? Look back at the team positions you gave each player. Does anyone's position need to be adjusted now that you understand the stakes of the game? What kind of training do you need to give to your team so that you can all summit together? Climbing your own Everest. Standing at the base of any mountain, looking at how far you are from the top, comes with a lot of temptations. It's tempting to turn around and say, forget it, or this is going to be too hard, or this is really not worth it. But imagine the adventures and the views that you would be missing if fear prevented you from moving one step closer to the peak. Your impossible can become possible too. One thing is very certain though. It will take powerful partnerships. You should not attempt this climb without your family team. Some team members will only have the abilities to go with you part of the way. Some will dictate when you need to stop and take a break from the climb. But there has to be at least one team member, one partner who will summit with you no matter how hard it gets. Recently, there was a news story of a climber whose partner got injured just before the summit of Mount Hood. The climber decided to summit the mountain alone. Sadly, he died. The conditions were too treacherous to handle without being tethered to someone else. Mom, our climb is also too dangerous, important, and risky to go it alone. We need our family and we need our community of support. We need the advice and the encouragement of those who have climbed the mountain before us. If you wanted to climb Mount Everest, would you just fly to Nepal and do it? No, you would become a student of the mountain. You would talk to people who have already climbed it and learned all you can. You would read books and study both the mountain and the skills necessary to become the expert climber. You would invest in the proper gear. You would not be sting about it either. You'd want to know you had the best packs, harnesses, helmets, axes, lighting, and gloves possible. You'd want the proper attire and shelter for the conditions. You would study the weather patterns and have a plan of escape should the conditions become too dangerous. You would climb smaller mountains before you attempted the enormous mountain to gain experience, confidence, and skills. The same is true for your future. You can't just expect to climb the mountain in front of you without having very important criteria in place. Let's answer these questions before we continue. What gear do you and your family need to have in place before you can move towards success? You've listed your team in their positions. Now put a star next to your powerful partners. Who is on your team that will never leave you, no matter how hard the conditions get? 
If you feel you don't have one of those kinds of partnerships, reach out to us at Shepherd's Village. We'll pray with you and help provide resources. How will you learn everything you need to know to become a student of the mountain in front of you? Mom, ye can summit. The impossible can absolutely become possible if you're willing to look up from the base of the mountain and know that everything required between here and the peak is going to be worth it. No matter how hard it is and no matter how many attempts you have to make to get there, it's not a race. It's an accomplishment. Schedule a team meeting. It's time to talk to the rest of your family about your family team. Did you complete all of the exercises we suggested you do in your notebook? If so, then plan a meeting time. Why is this meeting so important? Planning your family meeting gives you the opportunity to take everything you've learned about the importance of operating as a family team and share it with your family. This is the time to let your team members know their roles, expectations, and rewards. Come prepared to inspire them about why teamwork is essential and how you're ready to lead by example. If age-appropriate, share with them about your mountain and how you need each other to get to the top. Strong family teams require good communication. Remember, all family members want to feel heard and respected. One of the best ways to strengthen your family is to be intentional about meeting together as a family regularly. When you meet, take time to hear each other, cast vision, and build stronger relationships with one another. Within the context of your family, your children will learn how to function in the world and face their own mountains. Establishing a strong family team gives each member the support they need to make it through life's toughest spots. When talking with your team, give your team your full attention. Turn off the TV and put down what you're doing. Ask for feedback and focus on what the person is telling you rather than thinking about your reaction or response to what is being said. Listen for how the other person is feeling and relay back what you think they were saying and how they're feeling. I hear what you're saying, that you don't like your sister. You look pretty mad. Did something happen? Resist giving advice or your reaction until you're certain you have fully understood what the person was saying to you. Use I messages rather than you messages. I messages are more difficult to say because they require us to be clear about our own thoughts and feelings. However, they increase the chances that our message will be heard and decrease the chances that a fight will begin. I message. I don't like all this fighting. It upsets me to see the two of you not getting along. You message. What's wrong with the two of you? You're making me crazy. Can't you ever get along? Discuss the wins and losses. Not every day in your family's life is going to be perfect. But just like a winning team, you need to have team huddles after the wins and losses. This allows you to discuss what went well and where improvement is needed, thus making the next game easier to win and ultimately the biggest mountain possible to climb. Celebrate. When the family team succeeds, celebrate the heck out of that. Allow your whole family to experience the joy and excitement of teamwork success. This lets your family know how much they are valued and the importance of working together to succeed. Go family team. The Shepherd's Village family is cheering for you. Thanks for listening to It's a Single Mom Thing. If you enjoyed our podcast, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you want to take the quiz and be on track to earn your certificate, please check out sv-university.org. For more information and resources, check out our show notes.